Welcome, friends. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And happy Mother's Day to all women out there, especially to the women in my own life. And so come, we gather for a brief time of worship, just like a mother hen gathers her brood under her wings. Our God is a loving and nurturing God. In love, God saves and supports us, teaching us the way we should go. And so trusting in God, may we continually offer our praise. We come with boldness and confidence to the throne of grace. And so let's begin and confess our sins together before our nurturing God. O oh Lord, you loved us into being. So we, your children, praise you. When we fall, you lift us up. When we fail, you restore us. When we're wounded, you nurse us. When we grieve you, you weep with us. When we celebrate, you laugh with us. But sometimes we don't reach out to you. We're embarrassed, or we forget, or we just feel silly. Help us to reach out to you at any and all times in our lives. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. The scripture says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. Believe this good news and live in its peace. And may the peace of Christ be with you, my friends. The scripture also says in the Gospel of John, Christ saying to his disciples, If you love me, keep my commands. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. May the Spirit of God guide us to be obedient to this word. I'm going to read a psalm for you today, um, and this is Psalm 66, verses 8 to 20. And we always need the Spirit's help, so let's ask for that. Oh, Holy Spirit, in the reading and proclamation of your word, may you guide us into understanding so that we may live rightly with grace and mercy and love, which are the very things which characterize you. Amen. This is Psalm 66, verses 8 to 20. Hear God's word for us today. Praise our God, all peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. For you, God, tested us. 
You refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. I will come to your temple with burnt offerings and fulfill my vows to you. Vows my lips promised and my mouth spoke when I was in trouble. I will sacrifice fat animals to you and an offering of rams. I will offer bulls and goats. Come and hear all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God has surely listened and has heard my prayer. Praise be to God, who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. This is God's word for us today. Thanks be to the Lord. Elie Weissel once said, God made humans because God loves stories. Those of us who utilize the Revised Common Lectionary, um, not only on Sundays, but in the daily readings, are familiar with having a psalm each and every day. In addition, the same psalm is repeated three consecutive days following the pattern of Thursday, Friday, and Saturday readings preparing for Sunday, and then Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday readings reflecting on Sunday. The Psalms or the Psalter has such a prominent place in the readings, in the lectionary, because it is viewed as the church's prayer book, which I believe indeed it is. Within the book of Psalms, we have the full range of human experience and human emotion. Much like athletes in weight training, putting in their, their reps, their repetitions. So the Christian is to use the weighty Psalms with repeated use for spiritual growth and development. Prayer and praise, lament and celebration are all necessary equipment for the strengthening of our faith and a healthy, robust Christian life. Today's psalm is a psalm of thanksgiving for the community of worshipers who were approaching the temple and offering their sacrifices to God. Together as the people of God, they proclaim what God has done for them. Through hardship and difficulty, they have realized abundance and joy. Personal witness and testimony are given to the congregation for answer prayer so that everyone together can rejoice in God's steadfast, unfailing love. Expressing celebration is important. Without it, our spirits are famished and find it difficult to be patient and to persevere. With celebration, our spiritual muscles flex with joy and are in shape for the trials and tribulations which inevitably lie ahead. So the community's affirmation 
as well as personal appreciation are meant to work together in this grand profession of faith in God's good guidance and good help. Come and listen, and I will tell you what God did for me. That's what the psalmist said. And that benefits both the individual and the group. If all we ever hear and experience is hardship, our faith muscle will be overused. It'll give out. We need stories to celebrate. We need to hear testimonies of God's enduring love. So what has God done for you? What celebrations do you have today? Are you willing to share your story? And I'm sure there are a lot of stories on a day like Mother's Day. Celebrations are necessary because they highlight the things most important to us. And it's okay to make them regular rituals, which is why I care about attending to the Christian year with its centrality of Jesus, the movements throughout the year of Advent, Christmas, Epiphany, Lent, Easter, Eastertide, Ascension, Pentecost, and ordinary time or proper time. Ritual celebration is, of course, not unique to Christianity. Rituals are part of being human. At its heart, ritual is a form of celebration, of remembering significant events, special seasons, daily routines. Each ritual observance is a retelling of meaningful stories for the person or the family or the group of people. So when we gather today and we celebrate mom and we celebrate the women in our lives, we'll tell some stories. And in the telling of those stories, in the celebration of those women, it reinforces our values gives us a sense of belonging. It marks time for us in meaningful ways. It forms habits, good habits in us, reminds us of who we are and what our purpose is in this world. It helps us express our emotions in a healthy way. And oftentimes we add new stories to our lives. It connects us to our spiritual ancestors. It bonds us to one another. It builds close relationships and trust, heals us from traumatic events. All of those things happen when we engage in celebration. Not observing celebrations, well, kind of does the opposite of all that causes a lack of identity. We don't know who we are. And we don't know what we're supposed to be doing because of that. We become lonely, confused. We walk about our daily lives hollow. Our souls sucked of any kind of joy. But sharing stories, paying attention to rituals, those are pr primary connections between the individual and the community. That's a place where our identities and our values are reinforced. They're transformed in a force for good in the world, 
both the smallest and the biggest of celebrations are appropriate and necessary, along with everything in between. While sitting at my desk this week, this very majestic male red-winged blackbird perched himself in front of uh, my window. And being only a few feet from him, I could see his feathers in detail and his preening. <laughs> glory, this glorious preening for the benefit of a female. On a much grander scale, today um, or this weekend, I gathered with the family at the bedside of their loved one to grieve his death and to remember and celebrate his life for the gift that he had been to so many. And together we were able to say, let the whole world bless our God and loudly sing his praises. We pray, God answers, we rejoice. If we don't rejoice in the company of others, then we eventually forget, which then makes the next hardship harder. The practice of telling our story is the means by which we come to un understand our own faith. Testimony not only declares what we believe, it's also the vehicle that shapes our belief. The psalmist issued an invitation for people to come and hear, and he will tell what God has done. The story, the psalmist's testimony of faith, is a simple one. Essentially saying, I prayed to God, God listened, and God answered. Praise be to God, and I will now tell you about God. When the Bible speaks about God, it usually does that by telling a story of what God has done. The Bible as a whole follows the pattern of a story, we have creation, we have humanity's fall into sin, we have redemption from God, and new life and new creation. Beginning in the Old Testament, we get stories of God's creative activity, humanity's fall into sin, God's response of covenant and promise. The Lord calls Abraham and Sarah and their ancestors to a special relationship with a special purpose to reclaim all the world to its intended design. The story continues with the exodus from Egypt, the giving of God's divine commandments, the wandering in the wilderness, the conquest of the land, the monarchy, and finally the exile. Then in Christianity, the New Testament picks up the story telling about Jesus as the fulfillment of of all the Old Testament promises and spelling out the meaning of his death and resurrection for us. The book of Acts continues the grand story of redemption and of what God has done, climaxing in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. The apostles further that story by spreading good news of great joy. In Jesus Christ, there is grace, forgiveness, purpose, faith, hope, and love for all people everywhere. In all the storytelling, 
remember to celebrate the mighty acts of God, to declare what the Lord has done for you. Let's pray. Oh God, because of your abundant love, you chose to bring light and order into the formless void, to create a world of unsurpassed beauty, and you saw that it was all good. We ask that you continue to recreate the world with that same attentive love to bring light into today's darkness. Renew, replenish our hearts so that we too can renew the face of the earth. And loving God, we give thanks today for all of the women in our lives. For all those that you have brought to this earth who have been such a blessing to us. And thank you for the women who have treated us as their own children. And I ask that you would help mothers everywhere to be loving and fair and wise and joyful. Gracious God, I also ask for your comfort because Today, some are missing their mothers. Some are missing their children. Some moms are missing their children. Some are parted by distance or death. So comfort those who long to be mothers and, and couldn't. And we pray for those whose mothers have disappointed them. We ask for grace in relationships where there is pain and bitterness for healing in relationships where there is abuse or violence. Merciful God, we pray for mothers around the world, mothers who struggle to feed their children, who may be homeless and without a homeland, who need to teach their children about things like war and bombs and bullets. Help us together to create a world where mothers can raise their children in peace and plenty. You are the God of mothers. Lord, you came as a child and had a mother, loving us with a deeper love than we have ever known. And so hear our prayer this day. And we celebrate your grace and your goodness, your comfort and your care for us. Amen. Thank you for joining me today, friends. Share your stories today. Gather with each other. Enjoy one another. And proclaim and tell to each other what God has done for you. And as we go, we go with the blessing of God. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the encouragement of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forever. Amen. Go in peace, brothers and sisters.